real quick before we start the show, I want to announce something super cool. The Dead Meat Podcast is now also going to be hosted on Chilling. Chilling is a really great horror-focused audio app with thousands of horror stories to binge, including stuff narrated by yours truly, as well as brand new content including full-length horror novels, other podcasts, and more. If you like the Scary Stories episodes of the podcast, you're going to discover so many other amazing narrators on Chilling. Their new update comes with creator profiles, community discussions, the ability to follow your favorite creators so you get notified when they release new content, and so much more. Right now, you can subscribe at a 25% discount off the annual plan when you subscribe through the website chillingapp.com and use the code DEADMEAT2023. Once again, that's chillingapp.com, code DEADMEAT2023. All right, on to the show. What do you think? I think we're dead meat. Real dead meat. You're dead meat! Go ahead and laugh, you guys. If I ever find a little basses of business, they're dead meat. Welcome to the Dead Meat Podcast, your horror safe haven. I'm Chelsea. And I'm James, and we're married, and we like to get scared together. Molly's happy to be here. Molly's, uh, if you hear a panting in the background, that's not... Uh, Chelsea getting hot and heavy for me. That is Molly the dog. (laughs) (laughs) She's trying to climb off your lap. Uh, Molly, just love me as much as you love mom. Come on. Yep. Yep. There you go. Dog transfer. The baby. All right. Today, we are discussing, because we didn't have time to watch all the phantoms like we wanted to. No. Hopefully for next episode. Yeah. Everyone, please watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're going to be watching a lot of movies. We're going to be watching so many fucking movies. So check that out. Probably doing a lot of homework. Because that's, I just want to say something really quick. Yeah. A lot of people want more research episodes, and I get it. You have to fucking watch them (laughs) if if I do them. The people who want them, watch them. I know. Yeah. It's like like all the people who email me being like, can you cover more classic uh movies on the kill count it's like i I love to and i know that you would love to but there is a you know a silent majority that's like eh but you know yeah well we'll get to them it'll be all right phantom will be a half research it'll be kind of like a yeah round yeah but since we didn't have time to watch nine fucking phantom movies uh yet i suggested this triangle from 2009 saw someone post about it on reddit i actually this was uh i think last year when i had went on my little break i was playing lots of sea of thieves with movies on in the background this popped up on shutter and i had was it on like shutter tv or whatever no i was just uh scrolling through and that was when i had the time to just well what's this i'll put it on and, and just have it on the background and so i just chose this movie randomly not knowing what it was triangle from 2009 and i fucking loved it oh uh, you watched it that recently i don't know why i thought you had seen it like when it came out or no. like you watched it in college or something. it was like last year but it was a distracted watch so that's why some things did surprise me again but uh i i had the overall gist and I, this one we really don't want to say anything if you haven't seen it and are yeah. considering it uh definitely watch it blind if you're at all interested, it, I, I even hesitate to say, uh, make any comparisons to other movies because that might give the game away. I can think of one specific movie I would compare it to, but that comparison immediately gives away what this is. For sure. So this is a, um, it, it's kind of, it's got some action to it. It's spooky. It's boat based. It's cerebral. Cer- yeah, it's cerebral. Uh, it's British. It actually never got a U.S. theatrical release. I saw. Oh, okay. It was, it was uh, a co-production between. Uh, the UK and Australia. 
Okay, Lots of Australian makes sense. actors like, yeah, there's here. There's a lot of Australians. There's a 19 year old Liam Hemsworth. If yep. that encourages you to go watch it, he's he's the boy. They refer to yeah, him they as the him boy. Yeah, they call him the boy. A lot in the I, I guess he's 19 in real life. He's playing an 18 year old. It is weird though, because he's like, you know, he's he's a he's a built guy even at that age. And they're like, yeah, the boy, go mm-hmm. get the boy, <laughs> this boy who like sleeps on your boat. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know. I really enjoyed it, especially a second time. And d- how'd you feel about it as your first time? You did have it a little spoiled. I had it a little spoiled. I will not name names. But I had a <laughs> central thing about this, unfortunately, spoilers. Which is such a big thing. Because, like, you know, spoilers vary in their intensity. If it's the, uh, you know, reveal of a whodunit, that's a pretty big spoiler. If it's, like, a, a minor thing, it, it doesn't really impact. This spoiler was so big that literally when I found out... We you were, were s- like, what What do you know about this movie? And I said, um, I don't really know anything except blank. And you just immediate head and hands. You were so disappointed. I suggested changing the movie that we watched. Yeah. Based on that. And I said, well, no, I still want to watch it. I'm glad you, for sure. Because I do like this movie, even knowing what happens. I think it's, I like how it's shot. I like how it's acted. Melissa George is really good in the lead uh, role. Mm -hmm. Um, She's kind of a kick-ass protagonist to follow. And I don't know yeah, how really interesting and nuanced character for yeah. reasons we will get into. Also, she was in Sugar and Spice. She is the cheerleader in that movie who is she's like a goth fave in that movie. And her character is obsessed with Conan O'Brien. <laughs> what? I don't what's Sugar and Spice? It's the one I was on. Uh, this ends at prom, a very good podcast with BJ and Harmony. That's right. Yes. Where they review kind of slumber party flicks and oh, talk cool. about if they hold up as as adults and, and that was the one that we you all did? really liked sugar and spice i had good memories of it and watching it again we all had a really good time oh it's the same i think the same director writer as drop dead gorgeous it's Ooh. not quite drop dead gorgeous levels of good but okay it's it's up there okay so there's and then uh uh her love interest in this is I didn't realize it until right before we started filming. He's the fucking brother in The Invisible Man. Like, the shitty brother of Adrian. Like, Adrian's lawyer and brother who, like, helps gaslight her and shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, like, the main guy in this. Oh. I didn't even realize it. Uh, I believe he is a New Zealand actor. Everyone else seems to be Australian, I think. They're all doing American accents. Sometimes it slips. Whatever, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I don't know what else we can say without... Because literally, it's a movie where, as it unravels, it's 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 so uh, built upon a thing that you can't spoil, uh, but you need to discuss it for discussing this movie. So Yeah. I think it's really ambitious and cool. It's got this weird kind of late 2000s digital <laughs> look to it. Yeah, it's kind of blown out. Like yeah. lo- a lot of bright brights. Um I it, you know, it it looks late 2000s but it didn't kill my enjoyment of the movie. It's fine. Yeah. It's whatever. Uh and like I said, I like the way it's shot. I think it really ties together the action and there are some spooky, a little bit of spooky parts to it. Mm. I'd say it's mostly actiony and 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 cerebral like you said. Yeah. 
But uh, I think that's all we can say in the spoiler-free section. Yeah, I think so. Because we're going to have to get into it. Uh, so go watch it if you haven't. I think it's still on Shudder. I just saw someone post on Reddit five days ago about it. Oh, on the Shudder subreddit? I, yeah. I mean, someone posted about this on the Dead Meat subreddit. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's going around on other YouTube channels or anything because I have seen an uptick in requests and discussion about this movie. Weird, so if okay. this has been covered in other channels, it's we're not doing it because of that. We're doing it because... I liked it when I watched it last year, and then I did see some comments talking about it. So I was like, oh, yeah, let's do that one. You know, you never know what we see on the Reddit. We look at it. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I see all. We, yeah, we see everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, now we're beginning the spoilery section. Uh, you are warned. I don't know why. I wish I wrote down why I wrote this. Yeah. I just wrote Greg apostrophe the, the triangle, triangle apostrophe harbor. harbor i wrote that too why did we write that i don't know greg the greg, greg the triangle the, harbor greg the triangle harbor why did we why write did that? we write that i don't know but later we find out when he's making a distress call he's like triangle to coast guard and we realized it's the boat we're triangle a weird triangle we're triangle i thought it was i thought it meant bermuda triangle i thought that this was going to be a Bermuda Triangle movie. Also. Is it not? Does it not take boat, place in the Bermuda why Triangle? Why you call your boat Triangle? I don't know. I guess it, it sails are triangular. It's a sailboat. It just, there's so many more kick-ass things I know, to name come a up boat with a fun boat name, dude. Just triangle. You go to Catalina Island, you see a harbor full of dorky, are, fun, are boats, raunchy boat names. Are boats like racehorses where you can only use a name once? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Explains right, explains why some of those names are. Because I remember we were, yeah, we were on Catalina, mm -hmm. and we were looking at all the boat names, and they're all super weird because yeah. I think they have to be. There's no names for communication purposes. And you can't. Right? They're not like username. You can't just put like numbers. You <laughs> yeah. can't pick something cool like Darth Vader, zero zero one five eight. You know. Yeah. You gotta just pick something stupid sounding, uh -huh. like racehorses. Yeah, not not everyone can be can be like boats and hoes or whatever. Yeah, I, I feel like there's lots of like boat names are like fake tombstones in how raunchy they can be, where it's like just a little bit raunchy. Oh yeah, you know, where it's like oh the adults will laugh at that and the kids won't really know the difference. Right. Yeah. I can't think of any. I know. I'm trying to think of I can't. I'm sorry. I got triangle in my head. A stupid fucking boat name. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. If you're watching this, then you either don't care or you've watched the movie. It's a fucking time loop movie, dude. It's a time loop. Yeah. Which is <laughs> really... That's what you knew. Yeah. And that's not revealed until the midpoint. Until kind of far in. Yeah. Which... But there were still some surprises. Because yes. you find out it's a time loop and that the person who's trying to kill them is the lead character. I figured, though. But then it's like, but wait, there's a third one of her, and there's like a different iteration of the loop. Yeah. The, the loop is the is the subject of a lot of conversation online, a lot of people trying to break it down, and I feel as though there's not an exact science to it in like a, uh, I mean, Looper's not great at it, but it tries, or like a primer or like a uh, I was think time, time crimes? crimes is the movie this made me think of. Those try to make sense at least with an internal sciency logic. I don't think this does as much because I think it's more of a like a cosmic yeah a cosmic punishment gumbo yeah <laughs> instead of a 
this person has traveled in time, therefore we're obeying laws of time travel. Yeah. This is not really that. It's not. And so, like, that's why you get these weird little variations in the loops that you see. That's why some things reset and some things don't. Mm -hmm. Because you get, like, a pile of bodies in a very cool part, but then the message on the mirror needs to be rewritten. So, like, some things reset, some things don't. But, again, like, for me, it doesn't bother me because especially they make it clear that this is hell or a a purgatory. It's pretty, I don't want to say obvious, but it's, there's a scene where we kind of spell out, here's the mythology this is based on. Oh, the Sisyphus? Yeah. Conversation, yeah. And the the boat is named Yeola. Aeolus. Aeolus, as Liam says. Uh, Aeolus, which is... Like the god of wind? As they explain, the god of wind and the father of Sisyphus. Right. And so they they explain the whole deal with Sisyphus. They literally, like you said, spell it out. And then in the end, there is a very obviously supernatural character, the taxi driver, who like, I, I can only imagine watching this and not picking up on that and then being like, why is that guy acting so fucking weird? Yeah. But like, he's very obviously, uh, how do you say it? Karen? Karen. Uh, not manager complaining Karen, a C-H-A-R-O-N Greek figure who ferries people uh, across the river sticks to the afterlife. Yeah. Yeah. The taxi driver is that at the end. So it's, it's very obviously spelled out and explicitly a purgatory type thing. But you don't know that the first time you're watching it. And uh, I think it's that that reveal is fun as it, you pick apart things. Yeah. And there's something specific about her character, our lead's character, that makes this all really interesting. Yeah. Because she becomes rather unreliable. <laughs> you could uh, say that. As the story goes on. I mean, it... It's getting towards the very end of the movie. It feels like it's about to end so many different times. Yeah. And then it just doesn't, and it just keeps going. Because you're like, oh, we've reached the end of the loop. Now what? But then, like, when she goes overboard, but then you you follow that one. And then it keeps going. Yeah. And then it keeps going. Yeah. And then it keeps... It's Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. So uh, I guess we can, you know, now that we've kind of done a broad overview, we we can go back to the beginning and, uh, you know, it's, it's the opening credits are done with all these scenes that have more meaning later where she's getting ready. Uh, she's cleaning up her son's mess. She yeah. hears the doorbell ring, but there's no one there. Yeah. And her son spills blue paint. Mm-hmm. She gets it on her dress. I'm trying to think of other like just little things that come back. Yeah. What's interesting is that in these clips, she doesn't seem overly angry at him. Mm-hmm. But then later, we see that she's pissed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, this is the reveal at the end is that, like, turns out she was abusive towards her autistic son. At least in this moment. Maybe this is the first time it's happened. But she walks over and slaps him pretty casually. It seems like this is... Because the way she talks to him later, they're in a car. And she says something like all those times mm. that... I've done, like, I forget how she phrases it. She basically says, that wasn't mommy. Yes. This is mommy. I'm mommy. I'm mommy, and I'm, that's not going to happen anymore. Yeah, which is so. the language of an abuser. Right. Yeah. For sure. Um, yes, she. we see this. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm drinking this Celsius. This delicious uh, Celsius Live Fit Sparkling Lemon Lime. <laughs> 
face. I just keep like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Uh, yeah, so that's the opening credits. It's, it's very dreamlike, and you find out later it's because, you know, this it's in the middle of a loop. Right. Uh, but then, then we're, like, introduced to the other characters on the harbor. Greg, the Triangle Harbor. Yep. And his friend Sally, who, she's, like, the first one we meet. So I'm like, oh, she's a main character. She's important. And she's like, I have my friend Heather, who I want you to hook up with Greg, the har- the Triangle uh, Harbor. So I'm like, oh, these two are important characters. Yeah. They're not. They're not at all. Heather disappears in like 10 minutes. Heather disappears so quick. I'm kind of shocked we never see her again. Yeah. And I know that one person online posited that it was something to do with... They they got a little overcomplicated in their explanation of like uh, how this is a punishment for everyone i think yeah except heather was good so she didn't but i think it's it's literally just melissa george's punishment jess is her character's name uh although you know being introduced to these other characters without her i guess that's a little confusing but it's a movie um yeah at first i couldn't tell who was supposed to be fucking who yeah it's both because it's a lot of kind of day drunk white people (laughs) and i can't tell who's in a relationship with who what's going on oh yeah this is the opposite of the blackening yeah it really is we're we're really getting some whiplash here (laughs) but uh yeah because the guy's name is downy his friend downy downy who's married to sally he's married to sally sally brought her friend heather and sally wants heather to fuck greg but greg wants to fuck jess but greg wants to fuck jess who's like our main character and then Heather doesn't really is not really into Greg, but she sees the boy. She says, "I'm kind of into the boy. I'm into the boy. I'm liking the boy." She says, "Yeah." They they call him the boy. They, yeah, I don't know. And I don't know how old Heather is. What was his real name? Victor. The Victor boy? the boy. He's oh, Victor. Brahms. No, 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 no. In this. Yeah, this is Victor the boy. His name's Victor. His name's Victor. It just doesn't seem like a. Boy name? Yeah, like an 18-year-old William Hemsworth name, like Victor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Victor's got to grow up, too. Yeah. All Victors were 18-year-old boys. Should be like Ethan or something. Oh, I thought you were going to say Ian. Ian would work, too. Yeah, Victor just sounds so formal. Uh, Yeah. There's a CGI seagull. It's our our, um, transition seagull. Yeah. It helps us uh, transition between scenes because he'll, like, It'll be like they're on a boat and the seagull's there and then he he flies up and it follows him and then we pan down and they're like in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. Seagulls are all over this movie. Yeah, I think it's kind of a lighthouse thing where they're bad omens. Bad luck to kill a seagull. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Jess goes to sleep on the boat. She also, she says she can't remember where her kid is because I think the boy asks her like, oh, you were going to bring your kid. Where is he? And she just kind of pauses for way too long and then says oh he's in school and it's a saturday <laughs> yeah and you don't actually see that interaction until the very end yeah because in this first scene you just see her and the boy walking mm-hmm. and greg is like hey you okay jess and the boy's like no i don't think she is mm-hmm. and then he like explains later this conversation then you get to see- so i love that parsing out of the information yeah how it's like oh you you heard that this happened and then later you get to see it actually happen yeah uh, and see the reason why it's so weird uh, but yeah, she's very out of it. She seems kind of like stunned and she takes a nap. And I think that when she sleeps, this is kind of when she forgets that she's in a loop. 
I think that makes sense. Yeah, because she's also, when she's sleeping, she's having flashes of her washing up on the beach, like she does in the end, and the crabs, and like her, and then she like wakes up from the beach and then wakes up in the boat. And I feel like that's kind of a reset of her memory. Right. Because doesn't, I think Sally wakes her up and says something about dreams and oh i didn't catch the oh okay i mean that's probably heather because heather uh what i like about heather is that it is heather yeah yeah i I like that she's introduced to uh by sally to kind of get with greg but heather immediately sees that jess and greg are trying to be a thing and she's like no i'll I'll help Jess." like i like how nice of a person heather is yeah uh i didn't clock that line that's cool that you wrote that yeah she says something about dreams i'll just put it in the fucking clip because i can't remember what she says roll clip (laughs) apparently bad dreams cure you of real life stress there's also another clip that i did clock a couple of lines and it's jess explaining how with her autistic son tommy that every day is the same that tommy needs to have everything the same every day or else he'll freak out Mm-hmm. Uh, she also mentions about or Greg replies something about, well, you can't be everywhere all the time. And of course, these lines have more meaning later because she is everywhere. She is everywhere. There are th- at least three of her running around on the boat at a certain point. Yeah. And uh, every day is the same. And she also talks about how she she just wants a day off. She wants one day off from her son. And I, I did this Reddit post really like underline that that she gets this day off from her son but it's hell it's it's and yeah. it's it's like her trying to get back to her son uh but I, I like those little things that have more meaning the second time through yeah after she wakes up the wind just kind of disappears and mm-hmm. they're just stuck the, on the, the water. boat just is completely still it's a very cool visual I, yeah this shot's really nice it's funny because you can tell that's the part of the movie where they change from shooting in the actual ocean <laughs> or water to we're in a large tank yeah. in a studio. But it does look really cool. It looks real cool. And it, then uh, they just see this fucking storm rolling in. And holy shit, would that be terrifying if you're out on the open water and just see this like <laughs> just I, large dark clouds moving towards you and you're not even moving. That's some of my worst nightmares. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of boats. <laughs> it depends what kind of boat, I guess. I don't really like. Uh, you don't like fast. I don't small like boats. small fast boats. I'm mm-hmm. not super into that. So no. Uh, what are they called in Deep Rising? Instead of they're sea doos. I feel like I could be okay with a little jet ski if I'm the one. If I'm the one in control. Oh okay. The sure. idea of being at someone else's mercy on one of those is not fun to me. I, I when I was a kid, I had one friend who had a a lake house and i would always ride on the jet ski with her parents and i was like i always want us to tip over and fall that's the most fun part it hurt right yeah you know you're a kid nothing hurts i guess i'm just afraid <laughs> of my neck getting snapped yeah yeah i don't know it just freaks me out yeah you don't want that yeah so this storm hits them when that wave knocks into their boat oh, oh man and they're like trying to cut the lines and like shit swinging around and threatening to hit them uh all the passengers are below deck with life vests on heather gets sucked out a window yeah by heather by heather that's she's it she's gone from the movie yeah they, it she literally it's <laughs> she goes back to her home planet kind of thing <laughs> yeah sally will scream her name for another half hour or so yeah, she's always in our <laughs> thoughts in this movie but yeah just really chill characters seemed nice. Yeah, seemed nice. 
I, some people theorize that she's the only one who actually survived. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, everyone else dies here, and then they're in the afterlife, but Heather, like, was swept away and, like, didn't die, was maybe rescued somehow. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. You know, I like movies with different interpretations. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at... Oh, the budget is $12 million. Uh, okay. That seems about right. Uh, yeah, yeah. But like, it's not a huge budget, even in 2009, and I think that they do a good job making this ship's capsizing look really scary. Because, like, there are only a couple of very wide long shots, and those have, like, I think CGI waves or, like, some effects. But because those shots, there's only, like, two of them, I think they were able to put the money and time into making them look pretty good. Yeah. Even with this budget. The rest of the this sequence is shot really close um, inside the boat as it fills up where mm -hmm. they're probably just in a water tank. And like, well, even the, that's the stuff that makes me freaked out is the water inside the boat that yeah. you're stuck in. Not even the wide open water. It's being stuck in an enclosed space where you're drowning. Where it's filling, yeah. Yeah. No. So that's happening here, and, like, it's shot in a way that makes it scary, and, like, you see those those characters freaking out. It's horrifying. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think growing up in Michigan, I just was raised with the fear of water in me because Michiganders, we spend so much time near water, on the water. You don't look water. where you're going. You drive into a lake, man. Yeah, for real. <laughs> you spend lots of time driving by water. I just, it just has always freaked me out. Yeah. Okay, so now their boat's capsized. The, the storm kind of like passes them by and they're just hanging out on this upside down boat. Yeah, when all of a sudden, smokers! <laughs> smokers! <laughs> yeah, the fucking an ocean liner rolls up to them. Oh, I wish we could just review Waterworld. But not even Waterworld, the, the movie, movie, just the stunt show at Universal. It's a great stunt show. Never take it away, Universal. Please, Universal. I know at least one person from Universal is watching this podcast. Just, they're, well, they're, well, they're well, then out let's, there. Then let's have maybe have a different request for them than keep Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if it's if it's either <laughs> all the bullshit or <laughs> keep Waterworld, I don't know. <laughs> I'm cutting all this. No, it's fine. <sighs> hey, want to talk to you about our sponsor this week, Bird Dogs. James and I went to Disneyland last week, and on our way up to the main gate, I noticed James wince. When I asked him what was wrong, he informed me that his underwear and his balls were getting all bunched up and uncomfortable down there. It was a very romantic start to my birthday at Disney. Bird dogs are comfy, stretchy shorts that have underwear built inside of them that gives you plenty of room and keeps you cool and dry all day long. Their khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer in the thighs and legs to give you a truly sculpted look. In fact, they're not even khaki. Bird Dogs invented a cloud-knit fabric that looks just like khaki but isn't stiff or restricting. Their fabric is also anti-stink and sweat-wicking, so you can go hug Mickey without worrying about him flagging down the Disney police because your balls just smell that bad. Right now, if you go to birddogs.com slash deadmeat or enter promo code deadmeat, you'll get a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash deadmeat or promo code deadmeat for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off, we promise you. So the ocean liner rolls up. I guess it just happens to 
past them close enough to where they can step off the boat. You don't get a wide enough shot to see the... I don't know how they got up there. Yeah, because you just see them like stepping onto the boat. You can't just board a boat like that. Yeah. That, those sides are smooth and slippery. There's <laughs> no... You'd have to be like... Later on, they're looking at a picture of the boat, and they're like, yeah, see, that's where we boarded. And then they show it. I'm like, I don't see, like, a fucking platform or yeah. whatever. But whatever. They get on the boat after they, they see someone. They were preemptively, they predicted YouTube comments and, <laughs> and just put that in. Yeah. they Before they get on the boat, they do see someone on deck. But mm-hmm. because the sun's behind the person, they can't tell who it is. Yeah. And then the person, like, doesn't respond or wave or anything. They just kind of disappear. So it's like, oh, there's someone on the boat. But the boat seems God, deserted when they this, get on it. This setting and kind of uh, the time loopness of it reminds me of the nonary games. These, uh, it's another anime murder mystery game that I really like. How many of those have you played? A few. <laughs> I feel like Danganronpa and then the nonary games are the two big ones I have played. Okay. But the very first game in the nonary games takes place on basically a replica of the titanic and Ah. there's also time shenanigans going on and Mm. it's all like puzzles and escape rooms and it's cool that's cool but it i just kept thinking of it during this because it really reminded me a lot of it. it's just such a specific setting just creepy abandoned yeah old liner ghost ship has it yeah deep rising has it a little bit it's not as old but still like empty cruise ship and it is like a creepy setting Mm -hmm. Uh, these boats are fucking huge they take a lot of people to keep them running all the hallways look the same i mean that's why hotels are scary and there are references to a very famous hotel in this movie it's the same kind of feeling yeah, there's a they the room 237 on the boat mm-hmm. is the site of a lot of stuff happening and even inside that room the wallpaper at least one part of the wallpaper looks like the carpet in yeah. the shining. And I'll give apparently- this a pass on a, the shining reference. I'm a little over it now in sure. movies. I yeah. think unless it's something very clever, I'm kind of good with shining references. We've yeah. done it. I've seen the axe shot enough times it looks cool but i'm we can we can retire it i think yeah uh room 237 or 217 is a little obvious too but Mm -hmm. this was 2009 yeah it's 2009 they don't like linger on it it's just like if you see it there's not a close-up when you see it you shit bricks kind (laughs) of and also apparently wasn't her address also 237 it was which i I didn't even catch because it was so subtle so good for them on uh that and yeah, like the the little the wallpaper accent is. It nice. does, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and the kind of party that isn't happening in the main kind of ballroom felt very shining esque to me. The yeah, weird they find food. spread of food that then all of a sudden is moldy mm-hmm. that felt very shining to me. Definitely, yeah. You know, eventually there's this killer running around because they're they're on this boat. They saw someone on it, and fucking Sally is like, maybe it's Heather. Yeah, dude. Heather beat you to this cruise liner. It climbed, climbed on up, it. and then like was just like, "I'm gonna ignore them." And she, I'm gonna run around and hide from them. I'm gonna play a little fun game. I like how her husband wasn't Doyle Downey. Do- Downey. Downey. <laughs> I like how uh, Doyle is uh, Downey. Because <laughs> immediately call him Doyle. He like Doyle he- Brunson. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Dude, <laughs> uh, rest in paradise. <laughs> yeah, Downey. Like when they first get on the boat, he's like kind of humoring her. She's like, "It like, could be Heather." He's like, "Yeah, baby." Yeah, I guess. Be. But like after I don't know, fifteen more minutes of, he's like, "No, it's not her. Why would she not say anything?" Like they hear keys drop, 
and there's no one there. And she's like, maybe it was Heather. It's like, why would she do that? Yeah. Why would she like be running away from us? <laughs> right. It's, <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. These characters, I'm like, uh, why, why are Downey and Sally so like, and even Greg to a certain extent, aren't that developed? It's because they fucking die. I don't know why, but quickly. Downey and Sally specifically to me feel like characters that would show up in the later Chucky movies and or series. Ooh, I could definitely see that. Curse Onward, the mm-hmm. Nika era, yeah. Just random like family friends who are just there to be obnoxious and get murdered. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, they're they're walking around. They're seeing the symbolism. They're they're reading the, about the Yayola, uh, Yayolas. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> The boy keeps calling it because it's the Aeolus, but for some reason he pronounces it Yeolus. Yeah, he's like Yeolus. 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 Oh, he's so handsome and dumb. We love it. <laughs> he's not that dumb. No, he's not. He he's just can't pronounce old Greek. Yeah. Names. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As opposed to new Greek names. It just made me think of Aeoli. <laughs> Mmm, aioli's good. Which is delicious. Yeah, it is. It's the best kind of mayo. Aeolus. It's the best thing mayo's ever given us. I fucking love mayonnaise. I'm gross little mayonnaise gremlin. Oh, God. It's so tangy and good. Like, if it's good mayonnaise. I guess. I'll defend this. I think it's the quickest way to ruin a sandwich if you put too much of it. I disagree with that. Oh, no, really? (laughs) If you, like, bite into a sub and it's, like, spilling out over the edges? Okay, that's... That's that's, fucking gross, dude. Give me one of those tiny little yellow Herman, like, packets, Mm -hmm. and I'll put half of it on my sub and be good. Mm -hmm. But that's it. I don't need more than that. Sure. If you bite it, and then the tomato and shit start sliding out of the sandwich because they're on this little like slippery mayonnaise surface oh, fuck that tomatoes it's, and mayo is it like a those are like two of my least favorite parts <laughs> of a sandwich that just tastes like summer to me oh man yeah no thank you give it to me without it this will be the thing that makes everyone turn on me Ooh, mayonnaise no i think more people like it than not i think more people are going to be on your side than mine <laughs> vote in the comments below get that engagement up <laughs> Uh, okay, so they're talking about, they're not talking about mayonnaise. Oh, yeah, she's walking around. She's like, I I feel like I know this place. Right. So that's, I mean, especially when she said that. I was like, okay, so the person we saw is definitely her. Mm -hmm. It's just going to be a bunch of her running around the ship. Yeah. Yeah, that's how this time loop works. And, and, And when they hear these keys drop and they find them on the ground, it's her keys. Yeah, she says, these are my keys. With like a picture of her her kid in there and everything. So uh, their watches are all set to different times. Yeah, so everyone else's watches are set to like 11 something. 11.30. And then her watch is set to 8.15, which matches. Which the- matches the one on the boat. Yeah. This is starting to feel all the little clues and stuff in this movie remind me, and I think I've mentioned this before, of um, Mulholland Drive and the little insert on the DVD where it comes with a list of clues written by David Lynch that are like a scavenger hunt of things to look for during the movie to help you piece together what the movie's about. Oh, that's which fun. Which we were very into in college. Mm. Uh that, that it's what this is starting to feel like a little bit. It's all these little <laughs> visual clues that are there to make you go crazy <laughs> trying to piece this together. Yeah, she's she sees someone in the mirror. It ends up being her. But uh, other her runs away. And then 
the boy follows and he runs in this kind of goofy way. He runs like a video game character. Yeah, his like bit. arms are like a little bit too far away from his his body as he's running and they're swinging uh Gosh, not enough. You know what that feels like to me? And I it's funny because having been on set and been in things before you kind of realize that often when someone is moving like a total weirdo in it's, a movie. It's because they have to slow down for yes, the camera. It's because they have a timing that they have to fit with camera and maybe even sound. And sometimes that little dance is so fucking hard. Yeah. And it's like, oh, the action is run down this hall. Great. Uh, not uh, that can, fast. You know, can you just like slow it down a little bit and like steady cam guy? Sure, he's got a heavy camera. You know, he can't keep up. And with once you. you get back to past this one door, if you could like slow it down even more, and it's just there's all these little things that you have to accommodate for, and sometimes you end up kind of looking like a weird duck or something because yeah. you're trying, you're thinking about a gajillion things. So that might be what happened. I with don't the boy. think he actually runs weird. I have a sneaking suspicion that's what happened. <laughs> I w- I'm going to look up Liam Hemsworth running and see. I bet we can find a lot of him running in Hunger Games to compare. Oh, yeah. I don't think they would have cast him in Hunger Games if he ran like that for Maybe real. Maybe they didn't know until later. Maybe he just nailed the they audition. They forgot to do that in the screen test. Y- yeah. They forgot to like oh, have fuck. him run. And, we like, forgot oh. to have him run. So like, yeah, everyone's doing really well except um, Liam. He, Liam runs he like he runs pooped weird. his pants. <laughs> yeah. Did he poop his? Can we check? Make sure he didn't poop his pants. He didn't. Oh no! <laughs> Actually, I'm not sure what's worse. That would have been an acute problem we could have solved. We could have gotten him some clean pants, but no, he just runs. <laughs> That's w- just how it is. Fuck. Yeah. Maybe if he does poop his pants, he'll run a little more normal. Can uh, we get him to poop his pants oh, and try? Man. Runs like he's got potato sacks under his arms. <laughs> yeah, invisible <laughs> sacks that he's, he's trying to hold yeah. tightly to his body. Oh man. Uh, I'm going to have to watch Hunger Games now and find out. Yep. Said no one in the past five years. Did <laughs> <laughs> anyone marathon Hunger Games for that prep prequel? for that new one? Anyone like know that people? there's a new one coming out? You didn't know? Oh, you didn't know? It's a prequel about President Snow. Yeah. Get with it. Yeah, baby. We're going to learn all about President Snow and his life. Why? I don't know. Money. <laughs> money, money, money. I guarantee it's not going to be. Uh, yeah, well, well it, it was based because she wrote the prequel. She it's, did. It's the it, book. It is a book that she wrote, which I don't know how that was received, but now this is a movie based on that new book. All right, Suzanne. Those first two Hunger Games books I enjoyed reading. Yes, I, I read was... them while I had swine flu. Oh. It helped. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's on the, the back cover of one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, Liam Hemsworth, uh, he runs in back into the big dining hall place and he's all bloody Mm -hmm. and he starts yelling at our our main character jess right yep all these names are just so generic i I keep mixing them up he goes like strangle he's strangling yeah choking her he he thinks she did something to him or she did do so something that we're not privy to um and then she hears a no, she she fucking puts her finger in the back Ew, of his head. Yeah, he has a, a hole in the back of his there's head. There's like a hole in his head where there's brain stuff coming she out. Fucking and fingers she's, that thing, dude. Yeah, she puts her finger and she fingers it. Yeah, and that I guess kills him. I mean, yeah. A finger in the brain. Yeah, do it. Yeah, uh, probably. The brain's weird though. Yeah, you could do that, and then and Shade then maybe completely. you just like like now steak tastes like roses. Yeah, right. I was gonna say, yeah, he loves. 
model trains all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just something. <laughs> He's getting Phineas gauged up. Yeah, in this yeah. Just something different. But no, it just no, kills, it just kills him. him. That's different, I guess. Yeah. He was living. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? It's purgatory. Who knows? So she hears a, a gunshot, runs to the theater where there's a whole, there's a, a little set piece Very going loud on. <laughs> scene. Everyone's screaming. Greg is shot. Greg's been he's shot. De- he di- he's just dead. I yeah. was like, oh, I thought that guy was important. Not a lot of Greg in this movie. No. For as the love the interest. Amount- Although he does like, at first you're like, oh, Greg seems like a cool guy. But then later he's like, your brain is fucked. And maybe you think it, things are like this in your own little world. But like the rest of us are in reality. He's not quite as harsh. And he does apologize. But he does attack her mental health. She was aiming a gun in his face. This was before. Is this a different one? This is when she's like, I know, you get confused. Yeah. This is when she's like, I feel like I know this place. It's, it's like deja vu. Oh, yeah, he At is At first he's like, weird. well, ocean liners are all the same. But then later he's like, no. Oh, no. You know what he fucking does is because they see on the mirror the message written in blood saying go to the theater. And this fucker is like... Oh, I think it's the crew playing pranks. The crew's prank just playing pranks. I know, I know boat guys like this. They probably saw us. They got pissed that they had to rescue us. And so this Which, is their way. Here's the. <laughs> I don't know too much about boat life. But I just get the sense that a big ship like this, everyone takes protocol very seriously because you kind of have to. I don't know, Han. I do remember reading that when the Titanic survivors were saved, they got on board and on the mirrors it said, go to the theater written in blood and no one was there. It was the big old prank on them. Yeah. You know, because I, I, I think the the crew of those get mad when they have to rescue people out of the water. The Carpathia. Yeah. Car- say, damn it. Damn it. I was trying to think of it. Let's fuck with them a little bit. Yeah. Those Carpathians, they'll, they'll get you. <laughs> No, I'm sorry, dude. What you're suggesting is equally as ridiculous. Yeah. Don't pretend that that makes more sense because it really doesn't. Yeah, he's like, maybe in your world, they're like, dude, maybe in your world, <laughs> these these crew members are all playing a giant game of hide and seek with you and writing on the mirror in blood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so now there's like a shooter up in the theater, it's going full fucking John Wilkes Booth here, mm-hmm. and they're shooting down. Greg's dead. Fucking uh, Doyle Dunce Dun- Dun- uh, D- Downey. There you go. Downey Dunstan, and S- Dunstan checks in. Dunstan checks out right here because yeah, he, he gets shot. And these shots are so violent. And they are honestly. It made me uncomfortable. It did. It's disturbing. There is a very uh. It's all it's a little too realistic almost. Cuz they're like taking cover from someone Screaming. shooting them overhead. Just, maybe in 2009 this didn't hit the same way. Yeah, it's it, uncomfortable. It's not fun to watch. No, it's horrifying. This is the most horrifying moment. I think of the this movie. is the hardest part to watch. Especially cuz it just feels too realistic to but, me. And and especially cuz like they're they're almost getting away. Like Melissa George is like dragging Sally out of there to rescue her. And you're like, okay, they're going to get away. No. no, a shot just blows up Sally's chest. It's yeah. like, it's very disturbing. Yeah. It's... Uh, and, and like uh, props to the film. Like it's, it's a well done sequence. It it's is, just, yeah. yeah. Upsetting. Mm-hmm. This is what our big chase sequence, the masked person's chasing our. Yeah. They're, they've, they've got a uh, very town that dreaded sundown type look or yeah. baghead jason yeah it's a sack with holes it's like a burlap sack that they're just running around in uh and they are fighting they're running around in it they don't take it off but then again melissa george is running around in fucking wedges these cute little wedges that feel very 
it's it's wild how late 2000s like this this just looks like yep this is how we all dressed in college it's like very short jean shorts yes hoodie mm-hmm. um, over a, a white with, with a cami yellow camisole tank top oh, okay. and then these fucking wedges that have the kind of wicker um like detailing on them like the wedge part is that kind of like woven wicker type yeah i, I had a pair of those every girl had the kind of like wick i don't know if it's wicker maybe it's rattan something like that that kind of texture very very boho everyone was boho beachy like hollister mm-hmm. kind of that was the thing that's and how she runs was. around in them yeah this this whole sequence is so fucking cool and really makes this character like a badass like she's she's resourceful she's like throwing stuff to kind of distract and and trick the killer where where she is. She jumps down a level. Yeah, it's cool. She, it's she's like she's swinging around on this thing. She looks like it reminded me of the little Spider-Man show we saw at Disneyland when we were there. Oh, where yeah. he's climbing around on the top of that building. It reminded me of Kate Winslet in Titanic when she's on the lifeboat and then like hops back onto the Titanic yeah. to get back with Leo on like a lower deck. She like swings from the top deck onto a lower one. It's Man. really cool. Watching Titanic again, I think Rose is such a badass character. Yeah, she is. She uh, d- she wades through all that water to free Leo with uh, an axe. Yeah. And she nails it in one go. And yeah. he trusts her, he too. He trusts her because he loves her. Yeah. Titanic rules. Titanic is so good, you guys. <laughs> like, obviously, we all know Titanic is good. But, no, not all. But Titanic don't all is know. good. Some people I think look how good I think Titanic is. people misremember what that movie's like. Yeah. Big rock. You gotta rewatch it now <laughs> as a grown up. It's fucking great. Basically, she's about to get shot by this masked person. Grabs the gun. It's this whole. I mean, it's a great little. And one person, the scene. the shooter, runs out of ammo while Jess is getting away, just and they just throws the empty it. gun just and hits her <laughs> in the back and knocks her onto another level. It's yeah. very cool. Our Jess corners the masked person and the masked person says you have to kill them it's the only way to get home mm-hmm. and then she pushes the masked person overboard yeah and then and then so she's on this boat by herself yeah and you're like now what happens but it's a very cool shot i'm sure you noticed yeah there's these jump cuts well no she like looks in the mirror and then the camera goes through the mirror Oh. And so now it's like through the mirror with her as she goes out on the onto the deck and sees the triangle, uh, the the sailboat arrive and sees her and her friends. So that's why I think the shot of the ocean liner approaching, we we both noticed, is it's a reversed. mirrored shot. Yeah. Cause uh, I forget which way, but the first time they see it, it's like approaching uh from one side of the frame and yeah, the other the next flipped. time we see it's the other. Yeah. So it's like the camera well, goes through the mirror. So that's pretty cool. Why does it do that? Do you Go think? through the mirror? Yeah. I guess because this is like another loop. I guess so. Yeah. Because now there's a second Jess mm-hmm. and a second version of everyone. Right. And she realizes that she is the person who they saw on the deck. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, oh, shit. And she like steps back without saying anything. So that explains that. And so you're like, okay. So now we're watching this loop takes take place. Yeah. And so obviously this is when I write, okay, so she's Sisyphus. Yes. If <laughs> she's she, being doomed to do this thing over and over again. And she like doesn't know how to approach it at first. 
uh, we see that she is the one, obviously, who drops the keys mm-hmm. that they hear, and she, like, runs away. Uh, real nice sets here, because th- there's this very long tracking shot when she's, like, running down the hall, and she turns down a hallway, but the camera keeps trucking backwards, and the hall is so long. Yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. After a while, you know, we're watching this stuff play out from different angles, as you do with these loops. Yeah, this is going to get a bit word salad here, because there's so much stuff happening at once and it's not all super linear or like you know it's just a lot of set pieces yeah uh she finds victor and tries to explain very poorly what's going on she does a bad job of trying to talk to liam hemsworth and tell him What's up? It's she it's, goes too hard, too fast. Yeah, she, she shows up and goes. There's, there's two of me, and one of them is going to try and kill you. And or you're like, already dead and you're, in the dining and you're room. You're dead, but also you're here, and it's just, girl, you it's gotta, like lady. you gotta, you gotta take him and show him the second you. Or something. Yeah, you gotta you gotta present proof. You can't just be like, oh, and now I'm dead, and now you're extraordinary dead. Extraordinary <laughs> claims require extraordinary evidence. He obviously does not believe He's her. Freaked out, and she's like grabbing him by the shoulders <laughs> and trying to explain, and she pushes him back into a fucking hook on the side of the boat, and it yeah. goes into his head, and we both scream. Yeah, we're like, oh. That explains the, did it. the brain hole that gets she fingered. Did it to him. So then she goes back to the dining room where he wanders in and you're like, okay, so now this is the part where he, he strangles her. But wait. It's different. It's different because she steps out and it literally talks to the other her. Yeah. So there's there are two of them. Yes. She talks to <laughs> just two. And Liam is just laying there with a hole in his head like, what the, <laughs> the fuck am I seeing? <laughs> yeah. he, he died shortly after, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and then like Jess two like runs away because Jess one has her gun. Yeah. But she doesn't have the bag. She realizes like, oh, that other person was me telling me to kill them. But I I don't want to kill them all. Right. So she doesn't like bag head up, but she does take the gun. And then she's like pointing it at Jess two, but she doesn't shoot. So Jess two just is like. Just kind of. Slowly backs backs away and runs away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She she she's kind of just running around the ship at this point. She finds a bunch of of notes that say if they board, kill them all, and it's a pile of notes where it's like I don't know, like a hundred crumpled up notes that all say if they board, kill them all. And then she also grabs a sheet of paper and writes that. I found this seems kind of funky because I think it's like. It's supposed to be her writing it to see if her handwriting matches, but you would recognize your own handwriting. You right? would, and also... I think it's for the audience's benefit, is. but it just that's what makes it a little goofy to it's me. It's a little goofy, but I do like the implication that like she sees this note saying you have to kill them all, but maybe the first time... It was just testing her handwriting or whatever. Like th- maybe there was never a prime goal of writing that, and all these other crumpled up notes are simply trying to. But like there, that's the thing is there's not a first sequence. Yeah, to this that movie. you can't try to pick apart this movie like a traditional time loop movie because there is. I don't think there's a linear series of events. Because that's just not what this is. Because in the end, there's a car crash. And I assume she is killed in the car crash. And that's 
if you want the first loop. But again, it's it's such a metaphysical, yeah. cosmic thing, like you said, that there doesn't have to be a, well, wait, what happened the first time when she went there? And like, I also just think, I think the crash, like, yes, like that's how she died. But I think that crash happens over and over again. And she has to like yeah. look at it over and over again. Yeah. So... But my, I, if I had to guess, I would, and I don't know if uh, Christopher Smith, I believe, is the writer Fake and director. person name. That is not a real name, That's dude. not a real name. He's actually made a, a few movies. I haven't seen any of them. Cause yeah. They're like either. British movies. But like, they've got some names in them. I don't know. Yeah. I'm curious if uh, I would enjoy them like I do this. But I don't know if he's ever commented on, you know, gave a definitive answer. But my guess would be she was on the way to the, the harbor with her son, got into a car crash and died. Mm-hmm. And then this is kind of like... When she, when she tells the taxi driver she'll be right back, but isn't mm-hmm. like this. That's the loop. There's some cool little visuals around this part as she's kind of encountering past versions of herself or things that her other selves have done. Like she looks down into this grate because she sees something down there, can't quite tell what it is, realizes it's a pile of lockets, and as she kind of jerks back from it, her own locket gets ripped off and falls down there, joining the pile of lockets Mm -hmm. from other jesses Um, and that's a good way to set up later the pile of bodies which is one of the best that might be my favorite shot in this whole movie because it just looks really good yeah and i'm wondering kind of how they did it but the comp is really impressive yeah we'll we'll get there soon because she doesn't want to kill everyone there is also a version of her on this ship that very much does want to kill everyone. Yeah, because when she hears the gunshot uh, and goes to the theater, Greg is still dead, right? Yeah, this time, th- she Greg is already shot. Yeah. But this time she manages to save. Yeah, she saves. D- what is it? Duncan. Duh. It's a dumb name. What is it? It's Downey, like the little bear. Nobody's named Downey. Yeah. For, it's as a, a middle name at best. Or last name. Yeah. Or detergent name. I was about to say, like the bear, like the Downey bear. They're not, cute... the sh- they're not the Charmin No, no, no not the Charmin. The Downey bear's tiny and cute. Okay. It's kind of. I feel like it sounds like the Pillsbury Doughboy. It talks? I think so, yeah. Does it sing about its hiney? No, I don't think. I don't believe I it sings about its hiney. Fucking bears. If I could murder any fictional mascot, I would just <laughs> have her pelts bears. all throughout the house in the little kid, especially the little fucking kid bear. <laughs> Always talking about his hiney. It drives James insane. I hate truly. those fucking bears. Yeah. They're disgusting. <laughs> just a bear shit <laughs> That's got to be what it's referencing. Yeah, I think that is okay. why they're the, the Charmin bears. Fucking hate them. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so she saves Downey and Sally. Sally. We realize Sally's the one who sends that panicked transmission we hear in the beginning. Oh, yeah. Did we even talk about that? No. It's during the storm. Where they're trying to reach the Coast Guard, and they hear a transmission that's like, she's killing everyone. Yeah. Ah. So that's this Sally, Sally 2, sending that after she gets saved. Because, like, Jess 1 sees Baghead Jess shooting at them and she shoots back and kind of like hits them in the corner yeah. of the head. But she saves Sally and Downey and then like leaves to do something else. And then Baghead Jess finds them but takes off the Baghead 
and is like, here, follow me into room 237. Nothing bad happens in room 237. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, she slits down his throat. It's also very violent and like mm-hmm. sudden. And Sally's reaction is very visceral. Like, mm-hmm. oh my fucking God. And she stabs Sally in the gut, but Sally does get away again. Uh, yeah, she doesn't quite die. She- oh, that's when she sends the signal. But then she yes. like makes her way up upstairs to like the top deck. And that's when Jess one finds her again. And yeah, this is the shot we were talking about because you see Jess one come outside and you see her look like, Oh my God. And then it cuts to what she's seeing. And it's so many dead Sally's. Yeah. And then our current Sally kind of crawling into this pile of her adding herself to the pile. And so it's such a cool shot. And yeah, yeah, like there are close-ups where I noticed you can only clearly see one of them face-wise, and the rest are kind of obscure. The wide, you can see a bunch of them. In the wide, there's a bunch of them. I did notice some lookalikes. Some, really? Yeah, it's just they're dressed up in the same outfit. They Their hair is kind of, like, uh, tussled and matted mm-hmm. and so. And then there's blood on their face, so it kind of helps okay, the sure, illusion. Yeah. So I don't know how many comps there were, but, like, it's a great effect. It, it looks really nice, you, yeah. You see it, and there's seagulls, there, and it's, uh, it's fucking awesome. It yeah. just looks so cool, and yeah. everyone's very confused. Sally doesn't know why she's in a pile of her dead selves, mm-hmm. uh, but then she does die again, and um, then just like, looks down on the deck and sees two more of her selves. Yeah. I think Sally, or I think she sees Jess 2 killing Baghead Jess. Right. And uh, with a fucking like crowbar, just beating yes, the shit out yeah. of her. And if you're listening to this and this doesn't make sense, it doesn't hundred make sense. For yeah. some make sense to us either. It's fine. Because this shot really throws a wrench into trying to figure out if there's a linear. Because she sees two more of herself, and then later when Jess one puts on the bag head and gets knocked overboard, she says something different. Because yeah. she doesn't say the same she, thing of, like, you have to kill them this all. This time she says something about saving their son. Yeah. So I don't know if that's just a minor variance in all these loops or if someone could explain it by saying, no, there's actually, like, four different Jesses and these are the... But I don't think it matters that much. Yeah. For me, at least. Yeah. Um, this is when she realizes that this all resets whenever everyone's dead. So mm-hmm. that's why her other selves keep telling her to kill them all so that that like by a certain loop she can kill them all and be prepared for triangle to show back up so she can board it and get them all to not get on the aeolus i don't know what her long-term plan is. i don't either but i think it's just prevent them all from getting on I don't know. Yeah. I don't really know what her plan is. Because, like, that, the triangle is still an upside-down capsized ship. They're not right. getting anywhere. They're not but maybe they'll go get, anywhere. They'll get rescued or something. I don't know. But, yes, she does uh, determine that as soon as Sally 2 dies in that pile, she sees the ship show up again. Yeah. And this is when she decides, yeah, like you said, okay, I'll kill this round of them, and that'll be it, and I'll, I'll stop this loop. But to do that, I'm going to baghead it up. And that's when she becomes Baghead Jess. Yeah. Who we see. Is, and this is this is fun. On a rewatch, I noticed that the first time through, um, after Victor runs off after having pooped his pants, maybe, uh, Greg tells Sally and Downey, stay in here in the dining room for Victor. I'm going to go elsewhere. Then the next time we see Downey and Sally, they are walking through the ship. And Downey says... We're supposed to meet them at the theater. 
but and so you're like wait i thought you were supposed to wait for victor so then when the time loop begins you're like oh we're gonna see jess tell them to go to the theater but you don't in the in the second loop of it jess one does not tell them that and so you're like was that and also i like how they do this visually he's eating a banana like they're in the dining room and then when you see them walking through the halls to go to the theater he's like eating a banana and then in the second time through same thing happens they're in the dining room and then you just see them and they're like we're supposed to be going to the theater and you might think like no you're did something get cut is the editing weird and he's eating this banana it's the third time through where it starts with them still in the dining room he picks up a banana and starts eating it and this is when jess who has become baghead jess comes up and is like go to the theater she tells Mm -hmm. them that so it's like there is at least like three loops going on like all at the same time uh no i think you have to think of it as every time they board it does not reset the loop it's like every other time maybe that they board is a loop with that middle one being its own thing it's very confusing and i don't fully understand it but like i, I don't kind even of... know if you have to yeah but like i do like that like there are things that are left out the first time, still left out the second time, and this time you see it, because not only is that, like he grabs the banana and and she says to go meet him at the theater, this is when we see her shoot Greg. Because Baghead Jess, now that she has bagheaded it up, it's still Jess one, approaches Greg with the gun up in the box seat of the, the theater. Yeah. And he is like, I don't know who you are, and then he sees her fucking wedges, mm-hmm. and is like, wait, Jess? And then she, like, shoots him. And that's why when we first found Greg and he was shot, he said Jess shot him. Right. Yes. Yeah. This last version of Jess, uh, we we see that fight with her first self from this bag head perspective. Oh, but also she does, uh, after shooting Greg, she also kills Sally and Downey. Yeah. Uh this round but the camera just stays on her yeah. which i thought was tasteful to not have to see them I, I, get like right. shot again get shot again yeah. yeah uh so yeah then it's that fight scene it's that, that fight we said was really cool and this time uh we follow the jess that gets pushed off the ship yeah and also it's fun because you see jess three at this point i think do the thing where she like throws uh something, she throws to, distract. something to make the noise to make but then you see, like, it's Jess one being like, wait, I remember doing that. So, so it doesn't it, work. That's why it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yes, we, we see them get to the, the side of the ship where the fight's happening. Right. At one point, uh, Jess three, like, kicks away the crowbar. And she just, like, fucking kicks. And I hope she hit it with her wedge. Because that's like a metal crowbar that she sends flying. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. if you hit that with your bare toes, you ain't walking, lady. If they're platform wedges, probably she might be okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, this Jess goes off the ship. We follow her. She washes up onto shore. And I'm thinking, are we, is it just going to be this weird society of Jesses? That's what I thought it would be, is all the versions of her that fell off the ship and washed up on shore. And they've created this little gilligan's island society <laughs> um, i would watch that no she she hitchhikes home because a car drives by 
Yeah. Uh, and, and this is uh, her waking up on the beach and the little crabs on the beach yeah, that they the like we see earlier. hinted at earlier, which is a nice touch to like kind of situate you. Yeah. I love her. Yeah. It, it cuts from her like hitchhiking to like a side shot of her, her fucking just running, running down the street. I love it. I love it. I don't know why she didn't have the guy drop her off. Well, it's maybe because she is worried her another version of herself is at home, which there is a a version of herself that is at uh, her house. We see that version do a bunch of stuff from the beginning of the movie, like the hanging up, up laundry, the, yeah, getting the little the toy boat out from the pool. Mm-hmm. And that's what sets her off. She's like, why do I fucking buy anything for you if you can't yeah. fucking take care of her accent starting to slip? And a she's little yelling. bit. She's angry. <laughs> she's so angry. She's turning Australian. <laughs> Turns out she's not a great mom. Yeah, this she's is the reveal. screaming at this kid. She slaps him. And, and Jess one is watching through the window at this other her yeah beating her kid and yelling at him yep so she's like i've just done all this to get back to my kid i'm going to be a better mom now and to start i'm gonna murder I'm this gonna other murder my past self so she does it's and it's so brutal good. she just sneaks up behind her you see her in the mirror yeah right? it's because like the uh, abusive jess is like sitting down in front of a mirror to get ready and then you just see jess one just fucking walk with a purpose behind her, nail her in the head with a hammer, and just beat the crap out of yeah. her. Yeah, and the kid sees it. Yeah. And so... But she's like, no, it's kid. cool. Yeah, she's hugging the kid, being like, no, it's fine. I'm mommy. This is mommy. It's it's kind of a nightmare. She puts uh, the other dead her in a duffel bag and puts it in puts her in trunk. The trunk. She takes the locket uh-huh. from the original mommy, which is another hint that this is all just still part of this fucking loop. Mm-hmm. Um... It's so weird. It just it just keeps feeling like this movie's ending, but it's not because now we cut to them in the car and they're driving and she's telling her kid, no, it's okay. I'm real mommy. This mommy is nice. Her kid is screaming. It's a bit of a Babadook, Babadook moment yeah. where she's like, why can't you just be normal kind of? Uh, she gets so distracted by the kid that she drifts into the- No, no, no. She hits a seagull. That's right. I'm yeah. sorry. She hits a seagull and that like the kid was kind of quiet before, but the hitting the seagull is what sets him off. And she gets out of the car to take care of the seagull. And she, she grabs the dead seagull and throws it off the side of the road. And again, it's a shot of her being like, what? And then you see what she's looking at. That's right. And there's a pile, pile of, dead of dead seagulls. And she realizes I'm still in a fucking loop. Yeah. So that's when she gets You're back right. in the car and she's like, we got to get out of here. And the kid's screaming and she's like, calm down. And this is when she that's drifts. Okay, yes. Yeah. So she drifts into a truck, I believe. Yeah. And, and that car goes flying. They like send, nicks the truck and fucking flips this it's car. It's like a fast and furious stunt. This it's car so is cool. spinning through the air. Uh, yeah. Uh, aftermath of this accident. She looks like she's perfectly intact, which is kind of a hint that like she's just been dead the whole time. Yeah. She, you can't just walk away from that. But like the kid's dead, the the body of the Jess that she yeah. killed fell out. Yeah, and which I believe I feel is like a visual reference to like the this original is how- yeah. accident. Right? Yes. Yeah. And there's a marching band across the street that has the logo of the 
boat. And they're playing Anchors Away, which also plays on a record on the boat. boat. So it's like, this is how she died. These were her last memories as she was dying. And that's why they populate this and purgatory this for her taxi driver walks up and and like the contrast is all high so it, looks yeah, it gets all now. everything turns all weird and saturated and blue mm-hmm. and the taxi driver says something to the effect of oh there's there's no saving the boy there's no saving the boy and so she then asks to be taken to the harbor which she does and when they get there he says something like you'll be back won't you and she goes yeah i'll be I think I promise I'll I be promise back. I'll be back, which someone on Reddit pointed out mirrors the myth of Sisyphus because the reason that he is punished, which I didn't know this, but is because Sisyphus basically asks uh, to leave hell. He asks, I think, Persephone for permission to leave hell, which she grants him on the condition that he returns. But he doesn't. But he doesn't. And so then is basically put in his own special hell where he has to roll the rock. Up. We all know the rolling the rock up the hill. Yeah. Uh, so this cab driver is like, I'll leave the meter running. You better come back. And she says, I will. But she's not going to because she's going to get on that boat. Yeah. And so that's like that's ties into the, the, the purgatory. And then, yeah, you see the scene of her like getting there. The boy seeing her and taking her to the boat and being like, I don't think she's okay. And then they take off. Yep. Starting the loop again. Yep. And that's when it finally ends. That's when it ends. Good stuff. I enjoy this movie. Yeah, it's... I'm, I'm trying to think if it's worth watching. Actually, no, I think it would be worth watching if you uh, chose to listen to this and just have it spoiled. Because I think it'd be interesting going and watching it and looking for maybe little hints as to what's yeah, going it, on. If you listen to this without having watched it, you can watch it now and kind of be in the position I was watching it this time, the second time, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Like, I think this, if, if you go in blind, I think this movie's worth watching twice. It, it'll be interesting to edit this episode because I'll get to click through get the to, movie yeah, again. You'll and... get to see the movie a lot again. Mm-hmm. And you'll probably find some stuff that we didn't bring up that, like, is cool. On, that, it's, it's one of those movies that has, like, a lot of little rewards for watching it a second time, uh, which I always appreciate. Yeah. The thought went into this movie. Yeah. Yeah. A I lot. Think so, yeah. And uh, again, I like the way it was shot. I'm, I would check out Christopher Smith. I. It's funny how I used to really hate that kind of late 2000s digital look. Like when, when it was happening. St- I when it was it, happening, yeah. I hated it, and now I, it makes me feel kind of nostalgic. Yeah. But if you're watching this and thinking like, oh, this kind of looks gross, we thought that back then too. Oh, we yeah. we weren't like, wow, this is the next new great thing. It's digital. We all were like, what the fuck? <laughs> it yeah. Looks like trash. I remember all the like. There was one movie in Public particular. Enemies. No, but that is up there. But it was like a snowy. I remember like sliding down a snow and like the snow on the mountain in like with the woods and shit. But the snow was like blue because of the coloring. Everything was so fucking blue. It was the thing with the posters were all blue and orange. Oh, yeah. You know, posters were all blue and orange and every movie had a bleach bypass ran on it. Yeah, it's I'm glad we're over the bleach bypass. I'm for real. If you don't know what I'm talking about. Google bleach bypass and it's you'll know exactly what style and era movie I'm I'm talking about. Those highlights are all blown out. But late two thousands, absolutely that's what everything looked like. Yeah. Yeah. So glad we're past that. Yeah. Uh yeah. Triangle. Two thumbs up for me. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's uh sci fi, action y horror, fantasy. Not really fantasy, but you know, 
fantastical a little bit. Sure. Whatever. Fuck it. Just go watch it. It's fun. Yeah. Next episode, fingers crossed, we can get all the fan of the operas in. Really want to. I'm enjoying the ones we've watched so far. We watched the first three. I feel like that was a good break. Yes. Because the next one is like Phantom when shit gets weird. Yeah. yeah. But we watched like the three classic versions. We did uh, the silent Bond film. Cheney. The uh, Claude Rains Claude 40s. Forty four, I think. And then the Hammer. Hammer 62. Yeah. So we have like 20 year increments. All pretty similar and straightforward. And now we're going to get into some weird shit. And then I love that we're going to end it with uh, the musical that you'll watch with us. Right, Russell? <laughs> he he <laughs> just acquiesces with a yes i will <laughs> cool uh well that's it for this week's social media yeah dead meat james twitter instagram tiktok maybe threads who knows yeah. sky blue i don't know don't you need blue to be sky. blue sky i think yeah it's invite only and no one's invited us so far so yo blue sky you had a fucking moment you had the chance. You blew it. You blew it. You blue skied it, man. Because yet, why'd you have to be invite only? You had a moment to seize when everyone wanted to get off Twitter, but you were like, invite only. And now Threads is going to come in and take it, and then we're just going to give more info to Zuck. You made Zuck look good. Well, you didn't. Musk did. Yeah. It's really, what was it? Oh, that um, they're the Donald Trump and George W. Bush of social media. It's the most like horrifically accurate comparison because Elon Musk is Trump and then Zuck is George W. Bush where we we all kind of just you know I never I never forgave Bush no I never did either I'm old enough to know I remember I'll never fucking forget but like (laughs) do you know what I mean yeah no he's a sweet old man who paints pictures yeah Yeah. he gives cough drops to Michelle Obama oh that's great All right. All right. My, uh, I'm at Carebeck, C-R-E-B-E-C-C, on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want merch, store.com. Yeah. That's Molly. That's Molly. Gressel's behind the camera. Thank you, Gressel. Thank you, Gressel. Uh, yeah. Till next time, I'm Chelsea. And I'm James. And this has been the Dead Meat Podcast. Mm-hmm.